2: And she had a vision, and I, t- I tried to help execute it as best I could.
4: Eric, you've always said your oldest is a lot like your beautiful
0: yeah. smart wife.
4: And your youngest is a lot like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's
2: a real artist. Uh, Anyway, welcome back to Quality Time. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Woodworth, joined by my my two lovely co-hosts. The first, um, the very talented, the uh, covered in beard, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin right now, Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you?
4: Um I'm a little bit sticky.
2: <laughs> More than usual. <laughs> I saw that Ashley's had quite a morning. There's cat she's just in a sea of cat puke and beer. It's just like it is it is raw 98.
4: Yeah, I I don't know what it is about me that just, I don't know, it's coming out of every hole, even holes that aren't on me. You know, (laughs) it's just everywhere.
2: Uh, And uh, joining us back on the program this week, a man who's been to his own Jacob's Ladder himself, uh, the one and only Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, fresh out of the hospital and stroke-free, how are we doing, brother?
3: I'm here. I'm back again. I'm here for a quality time. I'm, I'm getting millions of dollars for this podcast Okay, so I can talk about my, my best friend Andy Dufresne <laughs> Andy Dufresne <laughs> he was in Vietnam but I'm going to talk about Andy Dufresne when he was in prison and then he didn't get out of prison he just died <laughs> I, no spoilers spoilers I'm also Ving Rain. Yes.
2: <laughs> I like Ving Rain. So, uh, Jeremy, I, as 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 our listeners know, uh, and you've shared with online, uh, you had you had a bit of a, a stroke, a little mini one, you know, just a tiny one. Um, we have gotten. A huge outpouring for your get well, um, which you're now out of the hospital. You're back home, and I wanted to um, just play a special voicemail that we got from uh, from one of our family members, uh, just you know wishing you well. Here we go.
3: Oh, hey, Jerry. Hey, hey, it's your Uncle Jeffrey. Hey, I uh,
1: heard you you're in the hospital for a little while there, Jerry. I sent you a card. I uh, know well, if you got it, but if you see it, you, you'll see I have my very own custom-made uh, return address labels, Jerry. It came in handy. I had to write so many fan letters to uh, Jackson Brown and send him pictures of myself, dear. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. I heard you had a stroke, and... Uh, <laughs> You know what, reminding me of that Honda lawnmower, the two-stroke Honda lawnmower looking for the placement for the carburetor for Can you, you ever find that one, Gere?
3: Yeah. I'm going to do the entire broadcast as Morgan Freeman.
2: Uh, yeah.
3: After, after my story. I'm just gonna be Morgan Freeman or now on.
2: Okay, Morgan Freeman. Jeremy, Jeremy
3: doesn't exist because he takes drugs from now on. <laughs> All right,
2: it's very good. It's very
3: like good. a bad trip.
2: I like, I like it. So, Jer- Jeremy, though, how how are you doing overall? Your general health now that you've been freed from the
3: confines of Howard County General Hospital? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they. It's kind of like the hospital's like prison, and you you try to run through the halls and every once in a while. You hear the guy that goes, uh, there's the guy. Get him.
2: (laughs) There's guys
3: with batons
2: just chasing you through the halls (laughs) like, get back in your bed. No, I don't want want to leave.
3: (laughs) I just want to go back out of the hospital, and I can run around with giant ants. Okay. That are, that are um, <laughs> destroying the world.
2: I got you. Jeremy's making what Jeremy's making a reference to, which nobody other than me and probably the only human that would even understand what he's trying to reference. Not,
3: not even nobody. <laughs> the only person that even um, understands is from Dork Dynasty.
2: No, so. not even him. I guarantee he's listening. If I played this audio for him, no idea what you're, what you're talking about. But it's like an Amiga game for the Amiga 2600 or I don't know. Yeah, the Amiga 2600. It's called Dream, yeah. Le- Dream World. Is that it? Or was that was the Ants game, whatever it was Yeah, called. the
3: Ants game. Yeah. See, you don't even know the name of it. It was only like 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh well that's good Jerry. We're glad that you're back out. Um has has everything returned back to where you were pre-stroke.
3: Uh no, uh I'm still a little numb which probably means my brain is hemorrhaging. and it's it's like a ticking time bomb and I'll be like a, a vegetable or a mime.
2: Are you like so. um are you kind of like the numbness in your hand is it kind of like dark man where you could just like you know, you don't need to put an oven mitt on. You just pick up a hot plate and just set it down and stuff. Maybe like I should just wear a hat. <laughs> is, that, is that what it's like? Yeah.
3: Uh, also, I thought about killing a black person once because. Uh, <laughs> I'm Liam Neeson. You're Liam so, Neeson. I was thinking about that black bastard.
2: Yeah, I lo- classic <laughs> Liam Neeson. Um, I'm Liam Neeson. I love black people. I like. I do like looking up pictures of Liam Neeson where people have Photoshopped that he's pissed his pants. And they've mm-hmm. made this whole backstory that he's pissed his pants for years. I really I do
4: love that. I really
2: do love Liam Neeson pissing his pants.
4: But honestly, <laughs> if Jeremy is stroke riddled, it's more like he's Liam Neeson's wife. Stroker.
2: Ah! Uh,
3: <laughs> by, by the way, uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, do you do I I do you like white people? Cause I love black people. Oh, I love I love white people, even if they're Scottish, cause that's a different substance. What? <laughs> well, Jeremy. Um. <laughs>
2: I guess we're not really going to get him back from pre-stroke. Um, I think that's clear. I think. I've gone to I think full he's... madness. I think
3: that uh, I might be on the street and Santa Claus might try to rob me.
2: Yes. Yeah, Santa Claus might try to rob, save it for the main show, pal. Um Ashley you've I'm been, going through the whole movie with my friend Andy and Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you've been you've had quite the week yourself. Uh, you've been on a bunch of shows. I saw you were in Baltimore and then up in PA or something
4: like that. How's the how's the road of comedy been? Uh no, I didn't perform in PA. I just live here. Um but <laughs> Um, I did have a show in Sterling, Virginia Friday night. Uh, Virginia, um, that Yeah, no, that's okay. It was a ton of fun. had a really good time. Last night, I was in Baltimore. You're right. I had a show in Baltimore um, at a real estate agency. Oh, um, which was really, really fun because I walked in there with a beer in my hand and I was like, hey, this is a really nice place. You got a shitter I can use?
2: <laughs> hey, 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 this is a nice digs. Where's the shitter at? <laughs> I like that you walk in like a blue-collar worker from, like, the 1940s.
4: And the horror on her face. As I look at the brochures and I snatch one out of her hand, I go, I'm going to think about these properties while I drop some heat in your bathroom. She's like, great. (laughs)
2: Hey, when you hear the kaplunk, it means I'm done.
4: (laughs) I'm like, $500,000 for an apartment? Get the fuck out of (laughs) here.
2: I imagine you just walking into this place,
4: you're actively
2: smoking a cigar, too. Just like, hey, where's
4: the can? (laughs)
3: Eric. I've been a woman for months now.
4: (laughs) Eric, how dare you? It's Zines. You put a little pouch up under your cheek. It's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, I I had fun, like really, really great, like Mm -hmm. audience overall, and I enjoyed myself. I got to see um, my... Favorite comedian, Umar Khan, was headlining. Hell yeah. Oh my God. It was so great. And um he acknowledged that I existed, which was like very cool of him. Um and then I posted a picture this morning. And I was like, oh my God, like Umar is just the most important man In my life like it's just the best Man ever and then He did comment I hate you Which is very fun (laughs) Um And I blew him a kiss and I was like Love you hope you mean it Um Mm.
3: so Can I I, I do my Umar Khan impression Sure Uh, I do not Know you I do not I know Admiral Kirk. Thank that's, you. That's Mark you. That was,
2: be- that yes. was beautiful. The, that was the wrath of Umar Khan. Very yes. nice. Okay. <laughs> no, Sorry. that
4: was him on stage last night because these Jewish ladies were mad at him. I
2: don't know why. Um, but- <laughs> they were having quite the palace time.
4: <laughs> um <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <that's> good times. <laughs>
4: Um, it, was, it was yeah it was special um, but so yeah you know me just making friends in the industry always on people's number one list they're like who what woman in comedy do I want to work with the most and they're like oh that big broad Ashley number one on the list lover hell yeah fucking so.
2: stay crushing it and uh, making, making your best friend Umar Khan proud you know I think that's
4: yeah I I just can't. I mean, I am so close to outgrowing Eric, to be honest. Like, I feel bad putting that out there. But, like, my level of fame is, like, I am this close. to Like, oh, sorry, I'm on the couch this week. I can't do your show.
3: (laughs) You're, you're like, almost uh, uh, Amy Schumer big.
4: You know what, Jeremy? It's very funny you bring that up. Because my show on Friday, this girl who was the hostess at this venue, because hashtag shocker. It was a restaurant. And this girl goes, oh, my God, you're one of the comedians? Like, what do you talk about? And really loudly in this nice restaurant. I'm like, my vagina. And she goes, oh, like Amy Schwimmer? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just like Amy Schwimmer, we both do Tampax commercials now. Yeah, that's right. Hell yeah.
2: Before she was Amy, she was David. And it's been a long ride, but, you know, we're here
4: and look and they both now none of them have any for friends <laughs> <laughs> oh full circle
2: oh that's nice
4: um yeah love it this is my dream
3: <laughs> i had a uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you are you both uh fans of um uh garfunkel and, and um uh, was, scroats and, and, yeah. and, and, and hall yeah
2: uh, mm. okay you mean garfunkel and oats is that what you're getting at yeah garfunkel Gar- Gar- are we yeah. fans of it i mean i've listened to the, the those ladies who are garfunkel and oats is that what you're they, they have to? a tv show yeah i think i've watched a little bit it's pretty fun i like the song about uh anal is god's condom it's a very funny song i enjoy it for sure
3: all right i just yeah. threw it out
2: there okay well that's that's good um i uh i had a uh I've been selling things on Facebook Marketplace lately. Okay, um, <laughs> ass. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what was? That? I've been selling my bussy on the Facebook Marketplace, and uh, I had um. I've been doing a bit of spring cleaning in the garage because uh, unlike Jeremy, I throw things away. And I uh,
4: oh, I, what do you say? What can I get?
2: You get nothing. You get you get
4: nothing. <laughs> you understand
2: me? you get nothing um if you put put it out to the road i'll go get it i know you will um so i had this uh i had a i had a boxed fan it was brand new and i I bought it for my old house Mm -hmm. and it's probably like 10 years old never been opened just don't have any place to put it in here. I was like, I, I'll do something never did anything with it. I was like, I got to get rid of this thing. But it's brand new. So I was like, I got to like I, I tried to sell it. So I uh I had a uh, I put it up for like 25 bucks and a uh a, a gentleman named Oscar uh reached out to me to purchase this mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. $20. Um I said yes. So I told him um okay. I told him to meet me out there. Uh, I I do my deals, and I don't I don't like to bring people to the house if we're going to exchange monies. We'll go meet behind a seedy Seven Eleven because that feels right. You know? I used to do the same thing. <clears throat> um. So, and this this guy, uh, uh, Oscar, not not a strong English speaker. Let's just say, mm. not English was not his first language. Really. Um. And uh, he, I tell him I'm here. He just says, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm at the stop. He goes, Yes. I was like, okay. And so I'm looking around, I don't see him. So I'm getting to the point where I'm about to leave because it's been about like 10 minutes and, uh, you know, I got things to do. And I was like, I'm not, I don't feel like waiting much longer. He shows up in the nick of time. He pulls up and I'm like, he goes, uh, I'm like, Oscar. And he goes, ah, I'm like, get over here, big guy. It's like, I I bring him over, I bring out the goods. And I was like, here, here's a fan. He was like, he was like, yeah. I was like, he was like, you know, uh, my son he uh, he watched the Ravens. He watched the Ravens game. And before the Ravens game, the fan is fine. But the Ravens lose. And now the fan will work no more. <laughs> <laughs> and so he bought this replacement fan for his son who, I guess, because of the
4: outcome of a Baltimore Ravens game, destroyed the ceiling fan. Oh, well, Eric, I thought he was telling you that his son hung himself from the ceiling fan. <laughs> Quote the raven, nevermore.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, I, I sold this this very nice father who is wearing uh, Towson Athletics. So he's putting he's clearly putting a child through college right now who can't watch a football game and not have a tent- temper tantrum. But it's very nice, you know. I was very happy to sell it to him.
4: I'm sure that that family is really big on women's rights. <laughs> yeah, they lo- they love them. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: that was fun. What else did I have? I don't have a whole lot else. Other than I watched The uh, the Fall of the House well, of Usher, Pope- and it was just amazing. I really enjoyed the fuck out of it.
3: it was great. It's great. Did stuff. you just have another uh, MagooBee show or a Pussy show? No, no shows this week. They're all this week. Oh, that coming was up, last week, okay. Man. Coming up at the
2: DC Improv, where we generally do our plugs at the end. But, yes, DC Improv and then Magoobies on Friday and Saturday. So,
3: um. I, I, I want another um I, I I'm trying to put up uh Thirteen Ghosts the song. Yeah, you asked put, me to send up, thirteen ghosts to you, didn't you? I wanna I wanna put up uh um anything you want anything you get it. Um, that's a great one by by, by uh journey. If uh Eric will send me the file. I will
2: send them over to you, Jeremy. I'm can, sorry. You, I, I saw your email. I did not do it yesterday,
3: but I'll You're you a, you're a today. busy man, but if uh can we hear this commercial for um my 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 reverb nation?
2: Yeah, didn't we play we played it last week? I'll I'll play it. And do we do we have to listen to it again or can I just insert it at this point? Is that uh, okay?
3: I'm I'm
0: Quality Time listener. For the price of less than a quarter of a Starbucks coffee, you can get a downloadable song from Quality Time. That Jeremy works minutes a day for Quality Time. For such great classes as rule three two thirty seven please download download this song so that we can buy money for drugs drugs will keep us funnier till we die please download reverb nation Slash Jeremy Woodward and his bad music.
3: Sure, that's fine. Also, I got a. I'll. I'll. Uh, thank. Thank you for the two listeners that downloaded the songs. Oh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! I, I am know. breaking it in now. Two dollars, baby. Ugh.
4: Yeah. We. Have-
3: I just realized that.
4: Uh, had Justin not gotten that surgery, he could have done a cover band called Herney. <laughs>
2: Hernie,
4: I don't Hernies?
2: do not know. we have a hernia oh uh, okay the weekend oh journey <laughs> there we go i got you now
3: oh yeah journey journey it's
4: fine i'll be quiet the rest of
3: the time <laughs> i think i think Bert? the uh lead singer is like a asian now so mm-hmm. yeah either that or steve perry just got like eye surgery or something
4: it is do you think journey fans are super conflicted they're like god he sounds amazing but it's an Asian. He, does, <laughs> he doesn't look look <laughs> Italian
2: anymore. Uh, uh, Steve Perry. Um so that one got All right. Um anyway, let's get into today's film which I'm excited about Uh, Jeremy this was your pick for uh, the end of October here Jacob's Ladder um, 1990 Tim Robbins uh, directed by Adrian Lane uh, who wrote such scary movies and directed them as Flashdance and uh, Indecent Proposal as well as Fatal Attraction Uh, and written by Joel Rubin uh, a horror master who wrote *Ghost*, *Deep Impact*, and the scariest movie of all, *Stuart Little*—part um, two, just, not part one.
3: Part two. So, I, I just love it when Woody Harrelson has sex with uh, with uh, Chris Elliott. So, I don't even know where to
2: begin with what you just said there. But For, um, in, indecent proposal. But. Oh, okay. Yes, from *Kingpin*. You're making a reference to *Kingpin* about Indecent Proposal. Got it. Okay. I
4: kind of feel like I'm Tim Robbins right now and I don't know what the fuck is going on and I think I'm gonna start crying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this is what 80% of this movie is just watching Tim Robbins close up face cry constantly. I, I mean if I were to... there, you, This movie is like just 10 minutes shy of 2 hours and I swear 45 yeah. minutes is just Tim Robbins <laughs> looking into the camera going <sighs>
3: I, I'm just pretty much sure that any time now Demi Moore will start crying in the movie so
4: I just I just feel like the faces he makes is every white open micer that's like I didn't get into another festival <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: oh don't worry they'll accept you in shank though that's where you just go to a seedy part of baltimore and get stabbed
4: <laughs> that's so fun i won't go though because i'm a woman i won't get in
2: <laughs> so uh the movie opens up, uh, we get to see The Wonders of Vietnam, uh, which is, uh, and it does have quite the star-studded cast who's uh, serving alongside Tim Robbins in Vietnam. You get the great Eric LaSalle of uh, of uh, ER fame, and also a movie that I've highly referenced in the past as a movie I always wanted to watch, and then when I finally did, was one of the worst films I'd ever seen. Uh, specifically, it was always at blockbuster. It was called Eric LaSalle. Is crazy as hell, and I, <laughs> I have seen the movie Crazy as Hell, and let me tell you, not that crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, Eric LaSalle's in it. He also get uh, um uh Pruitt Taylor Vince uh who I remember most finally from the movie Constantine he's the guy that like goes crazy and kills himself with alcohol but a great character actor um he's the big guy in identity you know just yes he's a nice he's a nice part component in this film Mm -hmm. um you also see the great Ving Rames of uh pulp fiction fan uh fame later on, as well as the remake of Dawn of the Dead, uh and a couple other faces that you might recognize in the mix there, uh, alongside of let's, him.
3: Let's talk about the most important actor. Yes. Brent Hick
2: Brent Hinkley, okay.
3: Brent Hickley would be <laughs> The manager from the uh, the Whammy Burger from uh, falling down.
2: Yes, yes, you're hey, correct. Oh, yeah.
3: We you need you need to order from the lunch menu. Sorry, oh, sir, I- that's not our policy. <laughs> 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 He's got a
2: gun. Oh my God! There we go. <laughs> but, there, there's but, but my but level a- breaking brother. I love you. Now, he now, he now between
3: between that, his other greatest role has to be the the uh, the cop in Silence of the Lambs. Sergeant Tate. When, when the dictator yes. goes from, from the, the floors that's that's Brent Hinkley
2: yeah. it's really nice that Brent Hinkley got to serve alongside uh, uh, what's his name uh, as a cop in that uh, isn't, what's his name a cop in that too um, Wicked Games
0: what a wicked game to play so, Chris Isaac yeah,
3: yeah Chris yeah.
2: Isaac what a fun <laughs> beat cop movie Chris Isaacs and Brent Hinkley
3: would have they're like I can't believe that Hannibal Lecter got biased yeah <laughs> And it's such a wonderful love song in the video where Chris Isaac is trying to get with this naked uh, young girl that's probably like 14, who's like really not digging Chris Isaac at all.
2: Yeah. You know the worst part about Wicked Game? I'm sorry. I know we're getting sidetracked, but such is our show. Um, I always had a problem with Wicked Game of how sandy she was. I'm like, because Sandy does not say a good feeling you know what i mean when sand is on me i'm uncomfortable i definitely don't want to slam body parts I and mean, she's just covered in i'm like what, what are you you're just trying to fuck a 20 grit here this is disgusting chris isaacs go take a shower
3: <laughs> uh, so you know, sand, sand gets everywhere
2: yeah, that have you, ever, Ashley? Have you ever seen the forty-year-old video of Chris Isaacs' Wicked Game? <laughs> have you not seen this, <laughs> uh,
4: no, I kind of feel like this is my hell again. I think I am Tim Robbins today, and I'm like, I think
3: I'm being sentenced to
4: hell. I don't know what's I, happening. They're coming for me.
3: <laughs> can I? Can I do some uh, Chris Isaacs? I know. Why you, I not? Know you, but why, you know, <laughs> if we're on
2: topic. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> I
4: don't I don't mean to scare you Jeremy but now I'm horny as shit and
2: and yeah. now the
3: aphasia version of wicked game <laughs>
2: I'm not even apaged a little bit. Um, so uh they get uh they get attacked and uh Ving starts convulsing. He's not having a fun time, having a full on uh Jeremy paralyzing stroke in the field there. Uh and then uh everybody starts freezing up and Tim Robbins gets bayoneted, uh, and it doesn't look fun. So uh, all of a sudden, he wakes up in the subway, and uh, now he's a mailman, and uh, sees a homeless guy with a giant cock on the uh, <laughs> on the train. I do like that his cock just kind of like crawls back inside real quick. Like, oh, that's,
3: that's not good. Um, if anybody has been in the subways or even on the train in New York, some parts of the of the the, the actual train is almost acceptably okay whereas some parts it feels it feels like it's uh, at least a 200-year-old subway that hasn't been cleaned in in 200 years and also there's probably demons and gremlins in the subway it it it, it, it is one of the most frightening places in the, in the, in the world it is. But it,
2: I uh, I have not been personally, but it does seem from what I've heard. There's there's just like whole cars where it's called like it's like the jerk room, you know, and they just uh, they're just jerking and squirting everywhere.
3: Also, uh, I think uh, the, the favorite, the best uh, subway film was the Midnight Meat Train because it was an adaptation of a uh, Clive Barker, where <laughs> Ted Ramey's eye you know. pops out. So you know.
4: Midnight Meat Train is one of my only fan channels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh here's a here's a very fun uh, so I was looking through like the uh the trivia for this for this movie. Here mm. here's the most obscure <laughs> trivia one I found it for the movie here. It says, OK, now this scene on the on the train is that according to the original script, after Jacob was nearly run over on the subway train, a sequence involving a man being raped in the subway station, men's bathroom was supposed to occur. Uh, it was filmed, but deleted from the final cut of the uh, of the movie. Um, but. The, the follow-up one is just like which is they say which is interesting because ving rames went on to star in pulp fiction a couple years later incidentally <laughs> playing a man who gets raped in that film <laughs> i don't know why this is here but it, hey there you
3: go <laughs> i just it's kind of ironic that you know uh, uh, well anyway okay go
2: ahead um so yeah, he gets out of the train and uh, he's a mailman. Sees a giant uh, fucking Kaiju cock that uh, come, hides underneath it. So he's not doing too well. He's seeing some I, I- things. Uh, you, you can say that it's a cock, but I really thought it was a tail. You thought uh, tail. Okay. I, I didn't,
3: that was, that
2: was an uncircumcised tail then
3: for sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> uh, mention the, 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 creepy old lady with her fucked up eyes that looked very Italian. Who we're just ignoring you on, on the, on the train too. Yeah.
4: You know, with this guy, when you play heads or tails, it just means you're sucking dick either way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, uh, he almost gets hit by a train himself and sees some, some creepy people with, uh, uh, you know, obviously the lady who just doesn't speak to him and just stares at him. Like how many audience have I been in front of that have done that? That isn't scary. That's just stand up comedy on a Wednesday. And, uh, then he looks out and he sees like, uh, basically a slender man faced person with no eyes and white face. It's, it's very scary. Um, now most of like, uh, it's funny this entire movie director, uh, uh, adrian lane did all of the special effects on set so there's no post-production like so all like the crazy head movements they just fa- filmed him not moving and filmed him at like four frames per second so all practical effects in this film very
3: cool um to see uh if if you run the uh the subway system in in new york every once in a while the train that goes through is the ghost train oh I didn't know that yeah. interesting yeah it's full of demons and they all got run over <laughs> ah. how else are you supposed Here's to get out. to studio 54 um,
2: <laughs> I don't know um, so uh, he heads home to uh, to his hot wife uh, played by uh, uh, Elizabeth Pena who's playing uh, Jesse who I don't listen I don't know I've never met a Jezzy before, but uh, I guess there there it is. Um, she, you've definitely met
4: a Jizzy before. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah that, that, <laughs> I, I'm a Jizzy. Um, she uh, she's uh, been in movies like Rush Hour, Lone Star, and uh, La Bamba. Uh, very fun character actor here. But is she his wife or is she just like his girlfriend? It's not just really clear. I guess just a girlfriend, right? Vers- so. Versus
3: his, his wife well we we'll get right, to right which is enough. very
4: confusing
2: uh at night though he's still uh uh he's still haunt. I th- there's a there's a theme in this movie too that's very odd tim robbins not what I would consider a traditional sex symbol. In fact, I'd say I'd say he's on par with like the sexiness of a Tom Hanks. But women can't get enough of this man. And like they literally, every time they see this war PTSD torn man, they're like, God damn, does he work for the
4: mail service? Ugh. I I here's the thing. I agree with you. It's also real. I wish I could explain why when i see a weak pathetic white man that i don't just flood my shorts like the hoover dam and i just (laughs) i don't know if it's because i can smell the brokenness on them the mommy issues or the fact that i know they get no ass that i'm like hey i can fix that
2: I also if you in this opening scene, you also get to see um where he when you when you meet his girlfriend Jesse, you also get to see Tim Robbins ass. And it's like one of like ten times in this movie you get to see his naked ass in this movie. And it's not it ain't nothing to write home about. He's not packing cake back there. It is a very standard
4: white ass. It bothers me when men have baby soft, smooth butt cheeks. Yeah because I'm like God's not fair. Why does mine look like a Persian rug? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it's because the cats keep kneading their paws on it. Um, so <laughs> that that night, he's still haunted by dreams of Nam, uh, his girlfriend, and he sees a picture of his dead son, uh, Macaulay Culkin, who plays a kid named Gabe in this. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm
4: so glad Eric put this up. How many times has Macaulay Culkin played a dead or dying child in like every movie?
2: Yeah, until he until he got to Home Alone, he was just like, "You're gonna be a fucking dead kid." I mean,
3: you look like the perfect dead child. I'm pretty sure it's all just a dream, and he's been dead in from uh, Home Alone. He's he's killed by by Joe Pesci. It's all. Uh, a dream.
4: Can I say, though, truly, good for him for getting clean when he almost died from, like, his heroin addiction, and now he looks so healthy, and he's married, and he has kids. Good for him. I'm a Kiernan Culkin guy, personally. Oh, my mm. God. I love Kieran so much. So How did he to- go from bedwetter yeah. to total pale sex symbol? Uh, like, ladies, come on. Like, I, I'd get with it. He's easily the best character from uh, Succession. Easily. He's, like... Bryce Chevalier if he had a better hairline and more talent, it's very cool.
2: <laughs> I, I, if you gave me a hundred guesses who you were going to compare to, that would you have been. wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> that wouldn't have been it. That wouldn't have been and it's it. It's staying in because it's great. It's, it's staying in. Uh, we also yeah. get to meet his uh, his spiritual advisor slash chiropractor, played by Danny Aiello, uh, who's playing uh, Louis, which is <laughs> apparently. The chiropractic world loves this movie because they had real chiropractors teach Danny Aiello like his shit. I don't know if you know much. I have a chiropractor friend and uh, he's a realistic guy named Nick. And he was just like, it's like, I really didn't know what I was getting into when I started studying this. This thing is a fucking cult. <laughs> like he's he's legit. Yeah. Like chiropractors are crazy. They think you know, cracking your neck is like the key to like fixing all of your life's woes. It's insane. Um, Even though they're not doctors, they're not doctors. Doctors, that's number one be clear they're not doctors and secondly mm-hmm. cracking can fix cancer like they that's how I'm deep they're into it like if you have stage four cancer they're like well if you tried uh lo- loosening your 47th lumbar uh because that's that'll probably fix stage four I think
4: yeah um. I I love no I am actually absolutely in agreement with Eric I love that they're like hey I'm about to align your chakras what <laughs> Just,
2: yeah it's very dude it's I swear to god they're like one step away like I they should be treated the same way crystal girl are treated yes i was just about to say that eric i was
4: actually about to say that it's it's wild they're like hey you know how like you have debilitating migraines and like your liver isn't working Mm -hmm. yeah okay um ashley can i offer you some essential oils just rub it on the spot that it hurts and you're gonna feel amazing Uh, okay
3: thank you i i i have a chiropractor uh he puts uh all the infinity stones onto my spine (laughs) (laughs) and also at the top of my spine he has the lament configuration and (laughs) hell opens up but my my spine is perfect now jeremy Uh, is
4: that why half of your blood count has disappeared
3: (laughs) and i get so many needles into my back and my head now i am um i am um pinhead now (laughs) i will i will say listen now i have been
2: adjusted before it's great for like 20 minutes like it's great to have things cracked i'm not saying that's wrong and i would never offend a chiropractor if i was getting cracked but let's relax
3: just relax okay by by the way i was i wasn't uh, up to date that i didn't know that he was uh not with uh susan sarandon anymore because Mm -hmm. they were married from uh 88 to uh 2009 i thought they were like a Superpower couple uh just the fact that susan sarandon got with uh, tim robbins <laughs> I, like, I just like the idea that susan
2: sarandon uh, like sucked the life force out of tim robbins over two decades <laughs> and then when,
4: she, when he was just a husk of a man left she's like all right i'm out <laughs> I, do, I do love the succubus energy that i find from other women as they teach me things it's very cool like if you look at jim carrey he was thriving and then he got with the lady that started autism very cool he's <laughs> like he's not a man anymore he's so broken like good for you and now she's with a Wahlberg. oh look at that <laughs> so uh the one that pretended to be retarded that one they're dating
3: I, i'm just pretty much when uh when they when they have a home home uh love life that uh Tim robbins would dress up as a uh, frankenfurter so so i'm oh,
4: sorry can i one more thing yeah, yeah yeah go for it, for it. i'm sorry um <clears throat> what what do you mean your chiropractor doesn't take my insurance <laughs> um i i just oh my god like they totally what do you mean it's not a legit doctor they don't take any any insurance mm-hmm. any insurance mm-hmm. oh my god what
3: <clears throat> you know why why do you get like a like a, a hot um shot glass on your skin for to um, suck onto your skin. That's I don't even. Understand.
4: I do I do cupping. It's when I come up behind Eric and I go whoop. <laughs> <laughs> those are. Well, large... By
2: the way, what she was doing was motioning uh, to grab my back titties.
4: Um, <laughs> hey, hey, mine, mine come
3: first. <laughs> Yours are secondary. <laughs> so, uh. He gets my, my my balls are very droopy now. I'm old. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you need a cockro practice. <laughs> um... so,
4: sometimes I'm afraid that you and Eric, if you're too close together, will be like kids with braces and they'll get intertwined. Yeah,
2: She's like no. We she's do like, like what we, we do like the Newtons' balls where we just snipe them together <laughs> like this and they go to. T- 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 <laughs> That's she, every Christmas.
3: Uh- <laughs> He's like, why are your balls wet? Because they were in the toilet.
4: <laughs> ew, ew, I hate this. <laughs> so um, growing,
3: growing old is awesome. So no,
4: the same happens to
3: Labia. I was kidding. Can
4: they,
2: <laughs> it is listen that it is a real thing, and I know this is a this is an old uh, Mickey bit that I will lift because Oh no, spo- Eric's gonna say the N-word. Spoiler alert. A <laughs> lot of his jokes were also lifted. But um <laughs> this is <laughs> Mickey used to say on air all the time that he he was just like, Man, when your balls sag, I'm coming up with a I'm coming up with a bra for the balls because I've been sitting on them too much. So he used to always <laughs> praise that. And I used to think, you're ridiculous and now that I'm approaching 40 and I've sat on my own balls on more than one occasion, I I gotta wear the tight compressions now. I gotta keep them up tight to me.
4: Boys, boys, stop. You're making me wanna make gnocchi. <laughs> <laughs> Gnocchis.
2: So, uh... All right, so he has another flashback after he gets adjusted here real quick because he loves going back to Nam constantly. And uh, I, there's this one part where, again, I mentioned how Tim Robbins is completely just, women fall for him constantly. He's walking through this part of New York and there's a, a group of black women on the stoop and they're like, hey, Mr. Postman, ooh! Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Hey, where you going? We try to suck your dicks. Like, it's wild the attention he gets for women in this movie.
3: Welcome right. to 1969.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Jacob uh, then goes to head to the hospital to see his doctor. But when he's asking the lady at the desk, she don't know nothing about no Dr. Carls- Carlson.
0: talk to Dr. Carlson. He knows me.
2: But... Uh, he finally blows past that lady because he has a little hallucination. There's a bunch of bone fragments kind of coming out the back of her head. And she did wanted nothing. This is the part that doesn't make it. She wanted nothing to do with him. Like, no, I can't let you back there. Can you get the fuck out of here? And then the second he walks away, he's like, hey, get that guy. And then he runs. <laughs> it, she doesn't know he's going to just try to find the doctor. But she says, go get him, which is very funny to me. And then uh, he finally sees, runs to where he No, thinks- no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no. You can't. You can't. Get, get 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 past this now. Suzanne Shepard, the receptionist from the hospital, mm-hmm. that bitch with her little cap with her fucking cart carved out horns that were under the cap when when the when the cap falls off. Oh, she is not only the the the, the, the um the, the mother from Goodfellas. He's not Jewish. And also, she was she was so good as an actress she was like she she teaches acting now she's an acting oh. teacher oh. uh but that was one of the creepiest roles ever as as the, the, the receptionist with her horns that are carved off like Elboy. boy so J- oh, jeremy does that. this
2: does this remind you of your time spent in the loony ward in the 90s does this 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 jacob's lat did you see a receptionist with
3: horns uh, I, I'm pretty sure that I saw Jacob's ladder in the, in the movie theater. And that, that probably, uh, scarred me because being in the, in the fucking loony bin, I was, I was already loony. Yeah. So, and, and when, when you're in the quiet room, you think that G- Jesus is there because he looks very Jewish and you, you try to push him into the, the, the <laughs> into the quiet room. That's always a bad thing to do. Well, then they will pump you in so many drugs you're a fucking zombie. Well, you heard
2: it, you heard it here first, listeners. If they put you in the quiet room, remember, Jesus is Jewish. Um, so and, and, he, and he it was very gray hair
3: too. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was. Jesus. So he, do- he works the the movie
2: So he does finally get past uh uh the lady and meets up with this fella who's in Doctor Carlson's office. He says, well, "Maybe we should step out for a second. And uh, you hear this.
0: I'm so sorry. Dr. Carlson
2: died. Died. It was a car accident. Oh Jesus. And then for the next ten minutes, Tim Robbins looks scared and cries at the camera. Um and then uh <laughs> I like I just like how I'm like made up that sounds. they like the it sounds like almost like a Tim uh like a Tim uh uh What's the guy from? uh I think you should leave. It's not Tim Robbins. Tim.
4: Yeah, it is Tim, Tim Robinson. Robinson. There
2: we go. Tim yeah. Robinson. It's like it's like I think you should. Yeah, they died. She gave it to me the other day. They're chode jeans. Oh
3: God. Is, is that uh-huh. like Joe Robinson and Robbie Robinson? No.
2: Um. So he tells his girlfriend that he's been seeing demons everywhere.
0: How does that explain barricaded subway stations? How does it explain these fucking creatures? Creatures. Jake, New York is filled with creatures, and lots of stations are closed. (gasps) They're like demons, Jess. Demons? Jake, honey,
4: they're winos and bad ladies. You're not
2: allowed to go see another uh uh Jersey Devils game. It's too scary for you, Jacob.
3: You know um, <laughs> you know you know who else uh, runs the uh runs the trains? Who's that? That's why
0: I run the I run the railway stations. Oh god. I there also go. run town. There we are.
4: Uh, oh I was waiting. When Jeremy paused, and was like, do you know who runs trains? And I'm like, I don't know, but I know who they get run on. (laughs) Hi, everybody. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) I I do like that
2: uh, uh, he tells his girlfriend that it would be funny. Like, do you remember the... (laughs) there's just one scene and if i could splice like recut this movie i'd put that scene from uh, seinfeld where putty is a huge jersey devils fan and he scares that guy cuz he's dressed like a full devil like ah he just gets in the- <laughs> <laughs> like that it scares the shit out of that lady would be good to add to this um <laughs> so he gets a uh, he goes to a, a a swanky New York party with his uh, with his now girlfriend and uh, uh, gets his palm read by some lady who's definitely like, hmm, I think I'm suck you dick. It's a it's a weird palm reading, but uh, here here's she leaves him with this little tidbit.
0: You have a very strange line.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not funny. See, according to this you're already dead <laughs> get out of here baby <laughs> just give me your blue eyes before you go Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway you're dead later bye <laughs> and I can I just point out that normally though the best way to pick up a dude ladies is you say you're going to give him a palm reading and you go oh my god it looks like you're about to get a handy <laughs> like so smooth I'm,
3: so uh, i'm pretty sure she's going to help you wh- find where carmen san is so. yes yes
4: <laughs> so
2: uh uh, right after that, there uh, I call, I label this scene the uh, it's called the sexy hentai dance off. Um, this is where uh, a very disturbing scene where uh, Jeremy is now. I'm sorry, we need to take a, a momentary break as Jeremy shows a picture on our audio medium. His favorite thing to do, Jeremy. Uh, that was the palm reader lady. Uh, would you like to tell <laughs> us where she's from, what she's doing, anything context you'd like to add to the show? Uh, that
3: would be uh, S. Apatha Merck. And that's a normal actor name.
2: Cool. (laughs) Um, So. back to the hentai sexy dance off uh basically he has a full mental breakdown uh and lots of strobe light during this scene lots of strobe light um and he sees his girlfriend basically fuck dancing uh a tentacle uh that eventually goes into her and then out of her mouth <laughs> um very very disturbing imagery almost looks like it's, a bat demon that's like behind her at times it's very it's, it's, scary
3: It's my favorite part of uh, the the scene from uh, um, (laughs) Demon Dance... Come on, get it out. You demon it. Dirty demon, dirty Dancing. Oh. There we go. You
2: did it. <laughs>
3: nobody, nobody puts a demon into baby in the corner.
2: Yeah, which is funny because this is the director of Flashdance. He has to put dancing in a movie. He can't. I've
4: never fucked this way before. I'm She's so a demon maniac. Demon maniac. Oh, no. Um, I, I did want to say, it actually reminds me quite a lot of Possession. Which, is, I know, a movie Eric yeah, loves. I quite do a lot. love. I do love
2: possession. The original hentai fuck scene. Um, <laughs> lots of good uh, tentacle my favorite, stuff
3: in there. My favorite. My favorite demon dancing was from uh, Demon Night with uh, uh, what's her name? Demon dancing to uh Bauhaus, Bauhaus yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, that is a good one. <sighs> okay. Um. So uh, he. Uh, she says that he's not acting normal after that. After he freaks out at the party, who would have thought? Uh, but he's running a super bad fever, so she draws up a cold bath, and uh, they throw him in there. And listen, Joe Rogan would be pissed at Tim Robbins' level of cold uh, thing. I'm like, listen, he takes like hour long ones every day, but you put him in there for five seconds, and you get this out
4: of him. There you go. So, <laughs> actually, I want Eric to save that sound clip of you're killing me anytime I think I'm gonna have a meltdown on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Ashley, how are you doing? Oh, are
0: killing me! <laughs> <There> you go.
4: <laughs> I
2: got it. It's already ready. Already.
4: Also, speaking of um, Joe Rogan, I think if they just give his girlfriend ivermectin, that worm will come right out of her. Oh,
3: can we mention if, if you're having a bad trip and you're uh you're going to a hundred and seven temperature, you need Dr. uh Lewis Black to help you out. Yes, so. Dr.
2: Lewis Black does show up to go check him out. A real doctor. Uh he's like, <laughs> at least at least it's at least it's not an angry doctor. I like that. <laughs> All of the medical attention he's getting, this severely damaged man is like, we can crack your nu- we can crack your spine or put you in the fucking cold bath. That's a, that's the yeah. best we can do for you. Yeah, <laughs> I
4: love that no one at any point. Which again, in reality, I can understand that there was a time when medically no one understood PTSD, especially mm-hmm. from our soldiers. I understand that, but I do love that at no point anyone's like, hey, didn't this guy see horrible war monstrosities mm-hmm. overseas? Nah, oh my God, no. He's just having a bad. Yeah. He's had too many beers. Yeah, he's just a little <laughs> shell shocked. That's all.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, 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 listen, Sonny. Have you just tried to go home and beat the shit out of your wife? That usually helps me out.
4: <laughs> shell shocked is what happens to dudes after they smell my pussy. <laughs> They're like, "Why does it smell like shrimp? <laughs> Ooh, uh, this can't be normal. Why does is this is this old bay? What's coming out of it?" <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh. As he's, uh, in this ice cold bath where you get to watch him again, cry close up for a very <laughs> long time. Uh, he doesn't want to be in this bath. Uh, he does have a flashback, uh, to his ex-wife and, uh, his son, uh, Gabe again. And they just have a lovely life together. He finally wakes up crying in the tub again and, uh, seems like he'll be fine. But, uh, clearly saddened by the loss of his family again. Uh, he <laughs> asks if, uh, if he's dead and she assures him, no, you're definitely alive. Don't worry. Wink. And then <laughs> uh, Jake then... Uh- Drives uh, d- Dives into the occult Because there's nothing like seeing demons But then reading a bunch of books about them right after So he's reading tons of demon books And then uh, his girlfriend gets in his face And she has black eyes So he pushes her and so she leaves It's a very scary But he gets a call And it's his friend Paul Gruninger Who is uh, played by Prue Taylor Vince, The guy from Identity And Constantine His old war buddy So he goes down the street to go meet him And tells him this I'm going to hell, and he's not doing good either. He's seeing demons everywhere and not having a good time. Um,
3: so uh, he's
4: going to hell be- because somebody found an old podcast episode.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just want to say that I like the actor because he's very fat.
4: Thank you. I uh, love me some fatties,
2: Jeremy. You could, if they made a movie about uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, you <laughs> could play him for sure. Like you're yes. very, you're very spot on with him.
3: Uh, i I can't put that 50 pounds back on (laughs) i can barely do gacy anymore good Mm, yeah
2: so uh he finally walks out with paul who he finds a, a kinship with you know it's his old war buddy he's clearly going through the same thing they're gonna get to the bottom of this as he goes to go pick up a quarter and say huh must be my nucky day he looks over at paul who's in his car and it fucking explodes like shit in front of his eyes now he's not having such a good day and uh, pulling him away from the bomb and wreckage at the last second is uh, Dr. Michael the guy he met at the thing who just like kind of pulls him away he's like "All right, later bye
4: (laughs) can I just say that's my favorite um, trick the universe will play on you so I reached over and grabbed I have a thing that sits on my desk that says always believe something wonderful is about to happen today the day I bought that within 24 hours I found my aunt dead very cool i hate
2: when
0: that happens. is very funny.
4: <laughs> quarters <laughs> hobby lobby it doesn't matter
0: isn't it ironic
4: <laughs> yeah did you think <laughs>
2: yeah ah uh, well that's uh that's unfortunate don't
3: get a magic
2: eight ball um <laughs> that's that's, a, that's I, I feel like i it's just, a I just wish for
3: you i just wish it, i was in a car full of Alanis morissettes
4: you know Eric makes a really good point, though. Maybe that guy that killed that judge in Hagerstown the other night was shook the magic eight ball, and he's like, am I going to get my kids back? And it was like, not likely.
2: So, all signs point to no. <laughs>
4: um,
2: <laughs> who would have thought that guy was unstable? That's weird. Um, so, anyway, uh, maybe that judge. So, uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He walks out, uh now now he's not doing very good after this. He decides to go gather up all his uh fun Vietnam War vets so they could bring a class action lawsuit against the government. Can I
3: can I mention the other greatest actor? Who's that? Mm-hmm.
2: So let your so go. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to Eric Lasalle again? Yeah. We talked about Eric LaSalle earlier, but yes, right. he he is the soul Go guy from um Soul Go. From, uh, coming to America you are correct
4: Jeremy so, why didn't uh, you tell me you were black
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love blacks okie doke um, and they go to meet a high powered Jewish lawyer played by Jason Alexander uh, here we go army, the army Jeez, what is with you guys
0: this is not a walk to the library we're talking about this is the US government for Christ's sakes this is red tape coming out of your ass you know what I mean Yeah, I know what you mean. That's why we're here. We think you can help us. (laughs) Am I Perry Mason?
2: You got a case about nothing. Interesting.
1: All right. I'll look into it. You think we have a chance? I need sworn depositions from all of you. I need a list of every other member of the platoon or the survivor. This is great. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If we do find that the military
0: is implicated in this, you all stand to make quite a bit of money.
2: There you go. Quite a bit of money. Quite. It'll be pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good if they have this lawsuit. Um, but it appears that the G-Men are watching them from afar. Um... Uh, meanwhile, his girlfriend said that the lawyer called while he was in the shower, and, uh, they're not taking the case. Sorry about that. So he calls Eric LaSalle up, uh, to see if, uh, what the hell's going on.
0: I'll call the other guys. They're not interested, Jake. What do you mean they're not interested? They're not interested. We all talked about this. We're all suffering the same symptoms, man. (laughs) Listen, your army's hiding something from us. We gotta find out what it is. Uh, Jake, man, I gotta go. No, 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 wait, hold, hold on. No, wait, don't hang on. Jake, don't call back anymore, okay? Hey.
2: Oh, so Eric LaSalle and the rest of the platoon surviving members are all out on the case. So, unfortunately, you know, we find Tim Robbins once again on his own little island of insanity.
4: What, what, what? <laughs> it's like the Me Too movement for men.
2: Yeah, there you go. The uh we're all in
4: on this, right?
2: The the no. V the Viet 2 movement. Um tur- turns out Bill Cosby was a great guy.
0: What? What, what?
2: It's funny funny you bring up Bill Cosby because I was I've been um watching old Simpsons episodes this week, like the nineties ones, like the prime years of the best years of the Simpsons. And uh yeah. there's one where Homer has to go to dad training school and the first thing they do, he's like, Here you go, Mr. Simpson, here's a free Bill Cosby book. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best <laughs> father in the world book and I was like oh that one didn't age well <laughs> Ew,
3: you know it, as as a child I was like picture pages picture pages going to get your picture pages trying to get your crayons and your roofies I've
4: I've been playing a new game every time I meet a new man that I quietly play this game in my head called How Long Will It Take to Find Out that You've Done Something Horrible
2: (laughs) so uh, (laughs) shortly after this he goes uh, uh, and confronts George Costanza about it because he doesn't he says you know something you're not saying it and uh, he's like I didn't even think you really were in the military and that really made him angry okay Um, nobody, nobody calls me a stolen valor guy and so he He walks out of that place and then uh, gets scooped up by the G-Men the government goes and grabs him and the G-Men put him in the car and say this to him
0: Uh, Mr. Singer what an appropriate name
1: for a man who can't keep his mouth shut why Why? we've been watching you for a long time you and your friends frightening people with foolish talk about the army and experiments you been over your head Mr. Singer and round that way. The army was part of another life.
2: Let it lie. I hope we've made our point, Mr. Singer. And then Tim Robbins just decides to go fucking buck and fight these guys and starts headbutting the shit out of them. They try to shoot him, but he ends up uh, diving out of a moving car in front of a local Santa who's trying to raise funds, who then just robs him and runs his pockets. (laughs) He's having, he's having a real rough day. He's having a rough go today for
3: sure. Uh, uh, Without completely giving away the entire plot of the entire movie is the the camera angles are so very suggestive, like either the, either the camera angle is right on his face or the camera angle is whatever he's seeing from the, his perspective. Oh, there's a guy right into his face because he's not exactly where he is, but he's having a dream state almost like a fuse state that gives away the plot so yeah yeah
2: yeah it, it it a lot of the things that you see are from his perspective meaning are we really seeing this or is he really just a completely dead person
3: we'll find uh, out uh, soon <laughs> also it, it, it's very much the same movie that's called stay with uh obi wan Kenobi where he's on a, on a on a after a car accident but he he hears everything around him like Oh, there's Gene Garofalo. Oh, but you you hear everything that becomes the movie as part of his dream state. So interesting. Uh, well, this dream state
2: continues on as he gets carted off to the hospital, where uh, a lot of this scene where he's in the hospital here uh, inspired uh, the game. Um, uh, uh, Silent Hill. A lot of Silent Hill's imagery is ripped right from this scene, ah. where it's a it's a creepy nurse and the the way that people move all scary like like that. Uh, the fact that they're going through there's blood and meat chunks that they're like the gurneys going over and through here. All of its uh, all of this imagery uh, showed up in uh, different versions of the Silent Hill game series. So uh, I, fun I think stuff.
3: I think uh, Hellraiser Two st- stole part of this, where it's like. Oh uh, well, every every hospital has the creepy basement where people are yeah. in the quiet room. They're crazy, and, and they have um, um, limbs that are chopped off everywhere. Yeah, that's
2: where that's where they stack all the bodies from the COVID deaths. Everybody knows that, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that's where they're all at. Um, I like. I, so, uh, yeah, I, he eventually goes through. You also see this limbless man who's very scary looking, wearing a hood. And uh, they eventually strap him down for some good old-fashioned torture.
1: Where do you want to go? Home? Oh, this is your home. You're dead. Dead?
0: No. Oh, I, I just hurt my back. I'm not dead.
1: What are you, then? I'm
0: alive.
1: And what are you doing here? What is happening? Get me out of here. There is no out of here. You've been killed. Don't you
0: remember?
2: And then, ah! As they give him a fresh lobotomy right in the forehead there. Now, um I think that's and Now this... the aliens get to get to experiment on you. Yay! I... I think the real truth of this is that uh, the real scary part is that even if you die you still can't escape our horrible medical system. You will still just be forever subject to that. They're like, "Uh-oh, can I have can I just have a friendly medication? Sorry." Insurance doesn't cover it. Good old-fashioned
3: lobotomy time. Woo! Um, hey, <laughs> hey, can I get out of the hospital? No, we're going to keep you a couple more days and put, <laughs> put more needles on you. Oh, and we'll wake you up in the morning at 2 at 3 a.m. You were asleep. No, we're going to put some more needles in. Thank you, nurses of cuck fuck. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Nurses> Medicare, <laughs> Medicare part
2: death. Medicare part D in your ass. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know Jesus Okay uh, So um He gets strapped down for the horrible torture, uh, but then finally wakes up, and he's back with his family and kids, except the Macaulay Culkin kid isn't there. He just has two different kids all of a sudden that are visiting him, and he's like, oh, this is really nice. Uh, And then uh, all of a sudden, the next scene, Danny Aiello, the super chiropractor, is back to save him from this hellhole, saying, what kind of torturous place is this, you fucking freaks? Get out of here. I'll wrap this around your head. uh, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a chiropractor, and I got... Crystals to put on this man. Get the
4: fuck I'm out of here. licensed by the internet.
3: <laughs> I like. Uh, by the way, by the way, Pete Jackalone is a, is the chiropractor. Of course he is.
2: Uh, I was like, by the way, if my chiropractor isn't busting me out of an actual hospital, giving
3: me real medical aid, I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> also, he has uh, lots of children's mannequins in his office. I was going to say,
4: he does lots of home
2: births, too. <laughs> Ugh, God. So uh, Danny Aiello takes him back to give him some real medicine by cracking his back and talking to him.
1: He said the only thing that burns in hell is the part of you that won't let go of your life. Your memories, your attachments, they burn them all away. But they're not punishing you, he said. They're freeing your soul. Relax. So the way he sees it, (laughs) if you're frightened of dying and and you're holding on, you'll see devils tearing your life away. But if you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels freeing you from the earth. It's just a matter of how you look at it, that's all. So don't worry, okay? Okay.
2: uh thank you sir can you remove your fingers from the inner part of my spine Uh
4: (laughs) um to quote toy story i don't think that young man has ever been to medical school (laughs)
2: Uh, so uh he sets him up and oh my god all of a sudden he can walk again it's a miracle just by cracking a few bones so uh Look at uh, he goes to go look at his army draft papers, and he's like, you know what? I was in the fucking army. Look at this. This all makes sense. Um, now it's very interesting because this small scene in the movie caused a ton of uh a ton of problems. Um, when Jacob Singer unfolds the old army discharge certificate, the service number on it, it actually shows it. It says U.S. twenty one seven nineteen. 365 it can be briefly seen this would correspond to a National Guard service member with the prefix indicating follow-up conscription into the Army of the United States according to the US records and service with discharge specialist for upgrade uh, pay whatever pay grade uh, Thomas Wright would later the, was actually had this number and would later become uh, the property master of the film Jacob's ladder because this was briefly shown in the movie um, using his service number in the scene uh, where the discharge certificate was briefly visible on camera.
4: Man, could you imagine out of all the movies you could own the rights to? They're like, hey, 1990, Jacob's Ladder. He's like, great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Uh, uh, the residual checks keep on rolling in. You see this? This is seven cents.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, sorry. By the way, it's streaming for free on Plexi this week. Ooh, <laughs>
2: yikes. Um, so Oh,
3: uh, me so horny.
2: Jesus Christ. So uh, his girlfriend, uh, uh, but So he looks at his draft papers, <laughs> sorry, and then uh, photos of him in there and more Macaulay Culkin flashbacks, who's uncredited in this movie, his son Gabe. Oh. Uh, more demons are popping up everywhere. It's a real scary time when all of a sudden his girlfriend Jizzy shows back up. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she's been worried that he's been gone for two days, but he all of a sudden gets a call from a random person and decides to take it because he knows about Nam.
1: Hello? This is Jacob Singer. Jacob, I was in country in 68. I was part of a chemical warfare unit out
0: of Saigon. We conducted secret experiments for the government. My God. I see you. Are you there?
1: Yeah. Do you want to know more? Yeah, where, where can I meet you? I meet at the corner of 128th West
0: Side Highway in front of a coffee truck. Okay. Uh, how will I know you? You already know me, Jacob. I do? Yes. Just listen. Make sure you're not followed, okay?
2: So he goes to go meet this fella, and we get the whole onion unwrapped for him. Uh, and I did a supercut to kind of uh kind of cut it down just a little bit but uh you get to learn what
1: jacob's ladder is i'm working in a top secret lab synthesizing mind-altering drugs not the street stuff they had us isolating special properties the dark side okay they wanted a drug that increased aggressive tendencies they were scared you know they were worried they figured you guys were too soft not fighting up to your potential they wanted something to stir you up make you mad You know, tap into your anger. And we did it. We did experiments on jungle monkeys. It worked. Yikes. (laughs) They bashed each other's heads in, gouged out (laughs) their eyes, chewed off their tails, and Brass loved it. Then they made us try it on Charlie. We, uh... took these POWs, you know. Just kids, really. And... We put them in this courtyard and we fed them huge doses of the stuff, man. I mean, they were worse than the monkeys, you know? They didn't know men could do those things.
2: Wait a minute. You mean the experimental drug you gave to primates that made them murderous fucking monsters also did it to humans when you gave them a lot more? Crazy.
4: Yeah, I don't believe this. The idea that men need drugs to be violent is crazy.
3: Yeah. We all. But, we also was uh, ex- experimented them with uh, Maybelline. What?
2: What? What was the drug? It wasn't a drug at all. It was just this album we got from the future by Marilyn Manson (laughs) Um, so uh he goes on to say this
1: and the brass was scared man because they knew we couldn't win morale was down it was getting ugly in the states how you remember yeah so a couple days later they decide to use the ladder on one test battalion yours just an infinitesimal dose in the food supply, they said. Just, just to prove its effectiveness in the field. They were sure your unit would have the highest kill ratio of any in the whole goddamn offensive. And they were right, you did. Except not the way they thought. You killed each other. What? It was brother against brother. No discrimination. You tore each other to pieces.
2: I mean, it's a tough thing to hear and also historically accurate to a certain extent where the CIA and uh, military did do testing on its own soldiers by giving them LSD and stuff like that. So this is kind of based in fact. But they did end racism, guys. Come on. I mean, let's, let's be honest <laughs> with ourselves here. There was no discrimination anymore. I mean, this was the utopia that our government wanted. Um, <laughs> it was – we we look at – we are only looking at the bad parts, you know.
3: Kids just love LSD now. It's like Lucy in the sky with diamonds. John Lennon loved LSD. He never even used it.
4: Okay, you know if racism was really over, over there, Eric, Mm -hmm. they would have put up a sign that said, "Hold on, (laughs) Vietnamese number one genocide." (laughs)
2: Now that's a real faux pas. Um so, <laughs> stop it.
4: There you go. <laughs> um <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm in
2: a world of shit. <laughs> so uh the last 20 minutes of this movie are nothing but a fucking fever dream of which world is he in he takes a cab home remembering that he got bayoneted by his best friend there's more flashbacks till he finally sees his son Macaulay Culkin one last time who leads him by the hand back to Vietnam where he is pronounced dead on the slab there uh and that is basically the ending of uh of Jacob's Ladder
3: I just, I just wanted more uh, diner scenes with uh, Jerry talking about Vietnam and Jacob's Ladder with uh, Jason Allen. You don't
2: understand. You were never in Vietnam. Don't you get it? I was there, Jerry. (laughs) Serenity now, and then it's just.
3: <laughs> it would be
2: funny if jason Alexander is having ptsd the whole time he was just like you don't understand jerry i was there and, now and kramer, kramer
3: comes in and chimes in about jacob's ladder
2: yeah he comes over and he's like hey uh george you know i could really loosen you up i've been studying to be a chiropractor." Um, <laughs>
4: What's the deal with genocide?
2: It's funny. You know, the women that I date, it's legal over there. When I shot and killed that hooker, she had man hands. (laughs) What's the deal with the ladies and the boys? Are they boy ladies or lady boys? I don't know.
3: Jacob's Ladder is the real, and they're fantastic. (laughs)
2: Uh, that brings us to an end, Uh Jeremy. Your final thoughts on Jacob's ladder?
3: Uh, you know, uh, all I can say about Jacob's ladder, he never died.
2: Never died. <laughs> um, Ashley, your final thoughts and takeaways from Jacob's ladder?
4: Um, I'm gonna try and keep with Jeremy's theme. Um, this should have been called the Peen Mile. <laughs> the
2: Peen Mile. Uh. <laughs> I think this is the, actually the first time I actually sludged through the entire movie of Jacob's Ladder. I have generally checked out right at about the dancing scene. Almost, <laughs> I've tried to watch this movie three or four times because I'd always heard about it, and I it is always lost my interest after I see the tentacle part. And I kept holding out like there's going to be another tentacle part, right? They're not just going to like show that and then not going to. Uh, we're not. Can we see the demons more? Nope, you don't get to see it again. It's just the guy who actually died in the '60s. Uh, who's been floating through life this entire time. Uh some people compare this movie to like a Stanley Kubrick film and to those people um try harder. Don't this is not as good a movie as anything there. Uh it's not as deep. Uh I don't think is that though it is very uh fun to think um and uh, uh Tim Robbins going crazy and crying for 2 hours could be this entertaining but uh, uh it's a fine movie give it a watch i i i it's good all right i'll say it's good but it's not it's not an epically good movie um 2001 a space a <laughs> <laughs> ashley what do you got coming up on the docket
4: oh uh, let's see you can catch me at public bar in dc this tuesday october 24th on thursday you can catch me at zissimo's on the 26th and then you can catch me in Chambersburg, PA, October 27th.
2: Hell yeah. Check all that shit out. Ashley Pontius laughs. That's the website where you can find all the good stuff for her. Uh, all things Eric Air Comedy, aircomedy.com. Even though I am so lazy, I don't put my dates up there. But all my uh, all my social media links are at aircomedy.com And fuck it, if I start seeing traffic, I'll put it up there again. Um, I got a big bussy show on Friday, DC Improv Wednesday, and uh, Saturday at the Goobies again.
0: Jeremy, take us out of here. Oh, 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 be so funny.